Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Now, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. And welcome to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by, of course, the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. Make sure you uh, check out greatlakesdragway.com. Uh, the upcoming Run What You Brung tickets are now available on the website. What is that? That's celebrating 115 years at Harley-Davidson. You don't have a, you don't have to have a Harley, though, to run on the track. Should be a lot of neat. And don't forget the Memorial Weekend Classics, Memorial Day Weekend. At Great Lakes Dragway, you get to see the old dragsters of yore, uh, the old uh, slingshot dragsters, wheel standers, jet drags, all that's good stuff. Fun stuff. Oh, I love that stuff. Joining me in studio, of course, is Jeff Orlowski. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'd like to also thank David Hobbs Honda for supporting us, too. Speaking of which, Mr. Hobbs is going to be joining us in the second hour. We'll be talking some Formula One and, of course, his latest offering, his book, Hobbo. And he'll be making some appearances uh, locally and not so locally, but close enough within driving distance. There'll be some fun details to discuss with Hobble in the second hour. A full show today. Of course, we'll be, we'll be talking all the stuff that's been happening in NASCAR over the last week, including Talladega last week. There's some uh, tidbits, interesting tidbits from that we can gather. And then also uh, Dover this week. And uh, lots of news happening there. Plus, we'll be, we'll be talking with two-time winner, Indianapolis 500 winner Al Unzer Jr. Awesome. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, we'll be chatting about what's what he's been keeping himself pretty busy. He's recently relocated to the Indianapolis area, and uh, we'll see what's going on with uh, Little Al. And then uh, also in the second hour, we'll be talking with Fast Eddie, Fast Eddie Lapide, getting us caught up to date in the world of IndyCar, F1, IMSA, you name it. Kind of the catch-all in the second uh, hour. And then also doing the, of course, many of the listeners' favorite, favorite part of the show, predictions. Predictions. That's right. Uh, our, ours didn't go so well last week, but uh, who's keeping track? I hope you are. Well, <laughs> I keep track. I've won one. <laughs> Who is leading? Is it me? I think so, yeah. I don't take chalk every week. I took... Uh, <clears throat> I took, oh yeah, uh, that's right. I took uh, Stenhouse last week. Yeah, you did. We all took uh, the upsets. Uh, Clemens took uh, William Byron, and I uh, fell a little short with Paul Menard. He was looking good, though. He was looking good, and then he got caught up in that late wreck, yeah. which wasn't his fault. But, right. Uh, 
Yeah, he he, he could, had a strong run. He he could win one. He could win. I'm thinking like Michigan or South Track like that. He could definitely uh, come come across with a win this year. He's got speed, and uh, you know who else has speed this year is Eric Amarola. Is that the same Wait. ten car? Wait a second. What? Is that the same ten car? Was it, uh, oh, Eric Amarola led Happy Hour today. Hmm. And you know he's Ain't consistently been qualifying up in the top ten. Uh you know, well, so it must be a far better car this year than it was last <laughs> of year. Of course, I mean, we can't. Uh, you know, just they wouldn't do that. I mean, oh no, no, it has to. The, the equipment has to be three hundred times better than what it was for uh, for uh, what's her name, Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend. Are you ready for the onslaught? Yeah, I threw so, I threw a little bit out there in the final inspection Facebook page. I think I did. I think uh, she passed her. Uh, driver re, uh, reorientation orientation program with a refresher course, I should say, at Indianapolis this week. Congratulations. It's a bright car. You'll be yeah. able to see that. Oh, you bright need green. sunglasses to look at that thing. Yeah. It's, just, it's painful to look don't at Don't like that 13, though. I just don't, not that because it's unlucky. I just don't like 13, never like 13. I don't know. She, you know, she's not going to win anyway. Who cares? What if she does? What if. Something happens. Let's say it's like a, like with uh, Alexander Rossi a couple of years ago. It's a fuel mileage race or something. It's. <laughs> I mean, she's with a good team. Ed Carpenter Racing has 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 done well in his won races in the past. And you know, just let's say all the planets are in alignment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Does ground. Tire. The ground would Does be freezing say, cold because hell would have frozen over. I mean, I, I can see the two sides of it. I'm going out on top, you know, bye. And and then she walks away, or does she go, well, maybe I'll come back next year and uh, defend my, you know. I mean, I don't know. If she wins, she'll come back and defend it. So, I, you know, I'm not sure that she can so stay out of the spotlight. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. She is, you're going to see a lot of Danica. Not oh yeah, me. I mean you. She'll be still out there. She's going to be doing TV. You know, she'll be in deep cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on channels that guys don't watch. Maybe you right, know, like cooking shows or whatnot, yoga shows, or she'll she'll be doing something. I'll watch a yoga show if she does it. <laughs> Boy, if you and I could move that way, huh? <laughs> oh, of oh, course. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of our legs weighs as much as her, though. So, oh, I know. She is a little wafy thing. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we'll see. There's a lot of guys that retire, and they can't stand to be out of the spotlight. They come back. You know, uh, a lot of the guys, oh, I want to spend more time with my family. And uh, six weeks later, they're they're back doing their what, their what their sport was. Mike Fisher, you know, he retired for, what, two months from the Nashville Predators? Mm-hmm. And he, the bad thing about him, and, oh, my God, I feel so so horrible for him, he had Carrie Underwood at home, and he still could not wait to get back on the ice and get his body destroyed. Well, so maybe it's that tender, loving care he would get when he would get home after his body was destroyed. That's you would think it would missing. feel better being a healthy that's, and getting. That's it. called maybe maybe it wasn't though. See, hey, there's no know. pity factor. <laughs> See, it's positive reinforcement. I yeah, now I there's guess. no reinforcement. Or there's just a little bit of reinforcement. 
you know, we'll see. Jury's still out whether Indy's going to be her or last Or maybe race. he's sick of hearing, when are you going to cut the grass? Yeah. Are you going to paint this room? You, is Where's the kale for dinner? Let's go shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go walk around the mall. Or would you rather hang out in the locker room you know, with the guys? Oh, you know where I'd rather be. Oh, every, you know, it's interesting. You talk to any ex-player, we got a couple of them here with Garen Leroy, and, and they all, I, I've worked with uh, uh, Gilbert Brown and those guys, and you, they all ask you, you, if you ask them what they missed the most, I mean, with it, I mean, almost every single one will say the locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they don't miss, you know, running out on Except the field with 80,000 people screaming. They miss being with their boys male in bonding. the locker room. It's that male bonding in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it. Uh, like I said, we'll see. The jury's out whether she can stay away. I, I'm not sold. You're not sold that she can. No, I'm not sold. I think she's gone. I think if the sponsorship is not what it was a couple years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, and I think with what she did in NASCAR, it did not help. And I think, yeah, I think it's. You know, we'll see. As long as she's, I, I could care less either way. You know, she races, right. good for her, best of luck. She, she chooses to retire, best, good know, for her, best of luck. We had no, and I worked at the mile in that, we had no issues with her. She was fine with us. You know, I mean, a lot of you hear stories of, or stuff. I was, she was fine. I had a couple buddies that worked at Andretti uh, when she was there, you know, and they were, you know, I mean, I mean, drivers in general are going to be divas to a certain point mm-hmm. and they have big eagles show me a driver without a big eagle and i won't show you a winner right so i mean you're going to have that i mean you have, you have to realize that it's, it's the same thing with anything anybody who is a leader in anything I don't, some industry you know guys have big egos. ceo of a big company right. guess what he's gonna have a big ego oh yeah so i mean it's part of the job and and part of the, it's it's the way you get to where you want to be. I mean, there is, of course, there's going to be this exception or that exception or whatnot. But, I mean, a lot of you know, they, they just, just, and it gets fed all the time. Oh, yes, you're so great. Oh, yeah, we love you. This is, well, I liked but, her because, you know, she would go after guys and get in their face right. after the race. She was a little firecracker. She brought personality. And that's all the things I love. The one thing I do not like is when she speaks her mind and people bitch and moan about it. Well, like, I know. Well, aren't you the same guys that were saying that drivers need to express themselves more? Yeah, so, we're tired of the cookie-cutter drivers. Yeah, that, right. You know, yeah, and uh, we need somebody so, just to speak some honesty, and then she does it, and she gets a yeah. lot of flack for it. She's in a wine and whatnot. Okay, fine, but, you know, just I'm just saying, let her, she's speaking her mind. That's yep, fine. I agree with you 100%. So, I tell you what, let's take a break, and when we return, we'll be talking more NASCAR. They're at the most beautiful, picturesque track on the circuit, Dover. We'll be talking more about that when we come up next on the Final Inspection Show. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. Spencer, oh my hey, goodness. great job. Oh, Amazing Thank move you. right there. <laughs> you led one lap in this race. It was the only one that mattered. Ugh. Your move into one was textbook. 
slowing them down and then clearing off a two. What was going through your mind, man? You made some great moves at the end of that race to put yourself in position and then block it for half a lap oh, when man. all those cars come behind you. The only thing going through my mind was I hope to hell this works. Um, gosh. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. GMS Racing brought such an incredible car here. I mean, to qualify this thing third in the race like we did all day, I knew we had the speed, but man, it. Cars coming behind you. The only thing going through my mind was I hope to hell this works. Um, gosh. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. GMS Racing brought such an incredible car here. I mean, to qualify this thing third in the race like we did all day, I knew we had the speed, but. Man, it didn't seem real for a while there. Then that whole last lap, it was kind of a dream. You hear your spotter talking to you in the background, but all you're really doing is looking out your mirror and trying to turn up into your hype, buddy. Missed you. That was a good one. Um, but man, it's it's always wild the last lap at Talladega. But we brought it home, baby. Got it done. Well, I think the coolest thing is you know you're a family-owned team. You own cars and Xfinity series and the truck series. That's that's super cool. And to have your dad here. So your dad was here too, and I think he's standing right over there. So that's that's really cool. But uh, yeah, bring him on over here. We want to interview the owner and the dad and everybody. Come here. How you doing, Chris? Come here. Come talk to us. This is a great family moment. Oh hell. Congratulations. We we love what you do as an owner, family man. Your first career win in the Xfinity Series. That's that's amazing. And to have your son driving too. That's got to be pretty special. Well, it's a double win for both us and the the team. Obviously. We've been in this for a long time, and it's it's a long time coming, but we're two hats. Papa hat, team hat. Papa hat couldn't be happier. Team hat, extremely happy. So great team, great team effort. You know, Mike Beam and, uh, you know, Chad and all of everybody. It's a great day. Great day. Well, congratulations to you both. This is awesome. That was an amazing race. We'll throw it over to Bubba. Thank you guys for watching. Ryan, if you may, I'd like to take a second to personally address everyone at GMS. I know y'all are watching. That was every bit as crazy as it sounds. And when I get home, we are going to party like it's 1999, y'all. We won! Yes! Ah, <laughs> uh, Spencer, Spencer, Spencer. Oops. That was uh, the footage courtesy of uh, FS1. And uh fantastic race uh, last week at Talladega and the Xfinity race. Uh, and uh, once again, no cup guys. Isn't that refreshing? You get to see the Xfinity guys battle for the win. And when they win, it's not like, oh, yeah, I won Talladega. No, they're really excited. Yeah. Unfortunately, in Spencer's case, he might have been a little too excited because uh, what happened to him on Tuesday? I kind of failed a drug test. Oh. Yeah. So, Oops. hmm. GMS Racing's come in uh, thanks to his father and dad's pumped a lot of money into uh, two series that actually needed the Xfinity and Truck Series. Uh, you always hear good things about um, that team or those teams, I should say. And uh, Johnny Sauter races for them in the Truck Series. And last night put on an awesome show mm -hmm. at Dover. Yeah, he sure did. That was it was that was a fantastic race, start to finish last night. And, I, I loved it, and it was a it was a textbook. I mean, if you want a you know, old age and treachery over youth and exuberance, that was it last night, where you had him and Noah Gregson battling for the lead, and Sauter is just kind of biding his time. Sauter, you know, would would take the lead and fall bad. There were some traffic issues, which I love to see. Yeah, me too. I you know, I'd love. You'd, you'd love to lap cars when they kind of mess things up a little bit. You don't want them 
see him taking guys out. But, I mean, hey, they're out there running laps too. All the guys in the past have to deal with them. And, I, you know, when I it's my case, I like I love seeing those guys out there, you know, just trying to survive basically. But so you had this great back and forth uh, lead. And then with a couple laps to go, Sauter takes the lead coming out of two, is starting to pull away. Gregson kind of panicked a little bit and tried to side draft, but I think he just wanted to kind of <clears throat> kind of nudge, nudge him. him, shoulder into him a little bit. And and Dover, you're running pretty quick. Dover is Dover is can be a scary track, and Noah Gregson found out because next thing you know, he's sliding backwards into the wall. Those guys are driving into the turn at a, at 165. Yeah. So on a on a mile track, that you know the speeds are fantastic. And he and um, well, let's. Can we hear from Noah? We sure can. Hey, Noah. Noah. Down here with Noah Gregson. Out, he's out of the care center. We saw the emotion inside the truck. You were going for the win. Is there anything you regret about the move? Yeah, I just extremely disappointed in myself. For what? Just, uh, it's just a racing deal, you know. These, these things are so hard to win. and So close to get my first win. and Went up to side draft him and, and kind of got pointed to the inside wall and then Went to side draft him again. It, it was just a racing deal. Um, not the way I, I try and race people. Um, take full responsibility in, uh, in that right there. That was 100% my fault. So just, uh, it's just unacceptable on my part. Um, man, so close to winning. And all I could think about was just the mistake I made. And I really want to get that monster. This is such a badass track. And to not be able to get it done for. All the Safe Flight Auto Glass employees that came out here today and, and my team had just devastated. It wasn't the win, but it was a lesson learned for Noah Gregson, guys. That's good interviewing right there. Yeah. Why was it? I hate to say it. That's Hermie. He's just plogging ahead what he was going to eat. He has three questions in his head, and he's going to plog ahead, you know, no matter what. Okay. Oh, okay, question two is going to be, and then he's going to deliver it. The follow-up would have been, well, on lap 20. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) exactly. When we all want to hear about the crash, and that's it. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, good for him. You know, He owned uh, up to it, and he knows it, because, I mean, they were even saying on the broadcast, he's starting to feel the pressure. This is is the best truck in the series. Right. This, Christopher Bell, all the, I mean, Bush, all these guys driven it to wins. And he's got a lot of upside, but here it is. We're getting into May. He hasn't won a race yet. The kid will get there. The, he will. The truck race, it was it was interesting to me because, you know, it was, I guess, with the three stages, you know, it was kind of like a three-part, you know, movie or whatever. Because the first part, you could tell the guys were rusty. They haven't run in six weeks. I, you uh, know. And that's, that's one of those quirks of the truck series. They've it's had brutal. it for the last 15, 20 years, that long gap. And I'm like. Scratching my head. You can't throw a dirt track in there somewhere, or, or you know, anything. Just a small, something. Go to um, somewhere down south. There has to be a track in Alabama that has a great, you know, half mile. Put Throw snow on a- tires on the damn things and run them here. Oh, I, well, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> but yeah. you know, but yeah, it was, and then you know, uh, because uh, who won stage one? That was oh yeah, Noah Gregson. <laughs> yeah, hello. He he led every single lap in stage one, 
and then he kind of got shuffled into the middle, and he didn't make a charge towards the top until the end of the race. And and, the, and you you know who was looking really good was Jesse Little. Yeah, in ninety seven. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, only his second race of the year. I know he looked fantastic. Well, he passed uh, Sauter with about seventy five yeah. laps and to he go. Got screwed on that mm-hmm. pit stop thing. Yep. Yeah, because his tire was just one lap penalty for that. Crazy. It's just I crazy. I see a pass through, but you ruined his race. Yeah. Yeah, it was with 38 laps to go, and you dropped this kid a lap down. And then finally he made up that lap. Mm-hmm. You know, he got the he, he got the lap back when that last caution from Gregson, and he passed one car, so he eventually finished ninth. But still, yeah, I it, mean, it would have been nice to see him dice for the lead. Yeah, it was a tough deal for him. But you know what I love to see? The Gillilands. Father, son, yeah. racing for position late in the race. That was exciting. Mm-hmm. And dad cut his kid no slack. You know, he passes him. Uh, it was back and forth. I, I loved it. That that was a very, very cool moment. Well, I'm sure the guy that we'll be talking to here in a little bit, he'll, he'll be talking about his dad wouldn't give him any uh, uh, slack yeah. either. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I really enjoyed the race. And then, you know, there was people complaining about the move that Gregson made. You know, if he didn't make the move, and I agree with you, he just tried to, you know, lay a shoulder into him. He wasn't trying to wreck him. He wasn't trying to, you know, cause any anything. He didn't, obviously, he didn't want the caution to come out. But, you know, people are complaining about the move that he made. If he didn't make the move, we'd all be complaining about how boring the finish was. Right. And how it was like the, uh, the finish in the Cup Series at Talladega last weekend, which was a snooze fest. You know, the Xfinity series was 100 times more exciting last weekend than the Cup guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. But it, it's true. And so if Gregson didn't make that move, you know, didn't try to put the shoulder into uh, into solder at the end, we'd all be complaining about, you know, how boring that finish well, was. Uh, well, I, I think he could have got back at him. I don't think Sauter would have walked away from him. But it's one of those things now. I'm pretty sure he's going to learn from this. <laughs> well, and you know, because uh, well, how old is the kid? He's what? Late? He, he's young. Yeah, eighteen or nineteen. So I mean, yeah, he's about my age. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I said, he, he's he's youth and exuberance, and he panicked a little bit. Oh my God, I'm should be I should win this race. I got the fastest truck. Where did the twenty one truck come from? Uh, I got to do something here, and he, he panicked going into turn three and. It's yeah. like, but that's also the time when, you know, maybe the spotter can talk him down. Well, okay, here he comes on the outside. Just settle in, settle in, settle in. You know, you talk him down because we've heard that in the past too, where young drivers, you get an old spotter, maybe an old ex driver or something, talking him down. Because remember, it's it's a heck of a lot easier to slow him down than to speed him up, mm-hmm. as, the, as the old saying goes. And that's a kid in that situation just need to be slowed down a little bit. Okay, he's he's taking it. Okay, he's got you going into three. Let's see if we can get him down going into one. Right. Yeah. You know. Teach him, you know, hey, right after he, he passes you, hit him with a crossover. Yeah. You know, something. But uh, it didn't happen. It was, and I'm kind of glad because it was thrilling. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of guys, uh, you know, I've been known to sort of make fun of them in, uh, uh, you know, the interviews after after races or after games and stuff. 
I got no problem because you could tell that he was crying before he did the interview. And that just shows his desire, you know. Oh, yeah. The yeah. desire and the pressure, hand in hand. This kid wants to win. Can you imagine being under that pressure at that age? I know. I no. would have been an idiot doing that. Oh, yeah. I would have done idiot things. <laughs> I probably would still do idiot things. <laughs> Me but, too. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the other thing that people need to put in put into perspective is, yeah, the kid's been – Driving go karts since he's been eight, nine years old, whatever. Yeah. Blah blah blah. He's only but, nineteen now. Yeah. So and still, and he and he's feeling the pressure too. Yeah. So. Yeah. He and, he wants to win, but he also needs to win. You know, he needs to win or his seat's in jeopardy. Yeah. So, it, you know, that was fantastic. I I had a ball watching that race last night. It really was. And then Johnny. Okay, going back to Spencer Gallagher unfortunate situation kid wins his first race gms racing you know gets their first win in xfinity they've been kicking butt on the truck series and jasada who won last night mm -hmm. in the uh, truck race is a gms driver he's actually driving spencer gallagher's car today yeah in the xfinity race you know good for solder uh obviously it's a bad situation for you know, for Spencer Gallagher, and, you know, obviously I'm sure I share the sentiments with you. First and foremost, we hope the kid, yeah. if if there's a problem there, we hope that he gets it taken care of. Now, granted, you know, of course, he said everything, he said the same things that we all would say, one-time mistake, it'll never happen again, you know, crap, crap, crap. So if the kid needs help, hopefully he gets it. We have no idea what he tested positive for. Right. So we don't know how serious you know, we it saw is. The, we saw the A.J. Allmendinger situation. And he lost six weeks because of Adderall. And he lost a lot, you know, and, and but he, you know, the team stood by him, and he's he hasn't had a hiccup since, and, you know, it, it, it's fine. So, yeah. I mean, it, it this is not a deal breaker for, for him, and we wish him the best, and the kid, the kid's – the kid can drive, and he's entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. He's pretty. He brings some personality. Just all you future drivers in your post race victory interview, do not say you're going to party like it's <laughs> 1999 because you probably will be peeing in a cup very soon after that. Take a lesson from Spencer, please. So, what month is it? Uh, it would be May. It would May. be Cinco of May. Oh, Cinco! Yes. It, boy, the drink, the tequila. It's what has to be the largest consumption of tequila of the of the year. I plan on doing my part. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna do my part tonight. That is, uh, yeah, te uh, margaritas. A good margarita. Oh. Well, that's. I'm. I, I have an, al an an unfortunate allergy to alcohol, but I can drink margaritas and kind of get away with it i still get kind of stuffed up nose and everything but man those are, i love margaritas on the rocks of course oh uh, of course and yeah it's the uh, regular ones it's yeah the, not the you don't you don't like the strawberry yeah, mango ones no. steve <laughs> yeah no, i'm the same way on ice love it you know good margarita that's my middle name oh yeah yeah i took a i took a buddy of mine from alabama susan and i took him out after the Miller meet a couple years ago, took him up to a restaurant on Blue Mound that's kind of popular. And we were starting in margaritas, and 
you trying to he was keeping up with us. <laughs> Next thing you know, he was sleeping at the table. <laughs> you know, these people think they can keep up with Wisconsin folks. And, you know, it's not a good idea. So when you bring your friends from out of town and they try going, you know, drink for drink with you, tell them to slow down. You know, I was watching uh, I was watching a thing on the, the parks has these beer gardens. Oh, the yeah. County parks and that. And then I saw it was right after St. Patrick's Day, I think it was, when I saw this. And a little bell went off my head. And I said, you know, that's what we should have done at the Milwaukee Mile. This is promoted to drinking. We would have filled the place up. We should have had beer gardens everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Come out, drink, and watch a race. place well, would have been packed. Craft brew. You know, we've yeah. got 87 different craft beers you, here. You, you know, put, you, put, you put up a sign, you know, uh, beer drinking, this, that, and the place is always packed. Yeah. Well, and you know, tailgating and all that. Yeah. So, absolutely. When uh, once they get it going again, <laughs> you know how to promote it. Start. I mean, put a beer garden in the middle of the place, in the middle of the infield, not Ferris wheels and rides for the kids. Yeah, and uh, and promote the, uh, you know, how it used to be with the all the tailgating in the in the, in the infield. Uh, that's a great party. Any race I've ever been that to. Was, I think that was a kind of a in hindsight a mistake. Well, hopefully uh, they'll get a chance to do I it right. I so. I really do. And uh, I'll be out at the Milwaukee Mile tomorrow doing mini. some timed timed racing in a Mini Cooper, John Cooper Mini Cooper. Nice. John Cooper, if you're wondering what the John Cooper's works model is, John Cooper who started Cooper Motor Cars, which was a um, Formula One team. Well, I should say a Formula Three team and then Formula Two. And Sterling Moss was one of their early drivers and then also Jack Brabham. Won a world championship. Bruce McLaren, too. So, and they went from there. Uh, I tell you what, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking with two-time Indy winner Al Unser Jr. Because the month of May for me means the Indy 500 and everything that goes around it. I'm looking forward to it. So let's talk to Al when we come back on the Final Inspection Show. to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary great lakes dragway and of course david hobbs honda in glendale and joining us on the great midwest bank hotline it is two-time indy 500 winner al Unser jr al thanks for joining the show hey you betcha thanks for having us on steve i uh, appreciate it and of course uh coming up in uh june 21st to the 24th it will be the kohler uh grand prix at road america with the indycar series and Al will be up there, of course, with his driver, Gabby Chavez, and, and Harding Racing. And Harding Racing, this is a, a one of the, the feel-good stories in IndyCar racing. You know, I remember just a couple of years ago, we were on the show discussing IndyCar. And, well, you got, you know, Roger Penske, you got A.J. Foyt, and, and these guys are getting up there. Where, where's the youth coming from? And, of course, you got Mike Harding and Brian Barnhart, and, of course, yourself involved, and Gabby Chavez, one of the, the more talented young stars up-and-coming stars in the IndyCar series. How did that all come together? Well, actually, it was uh, I met Mike at, uh, at Indianapolis. He's been a longtime sponsor of the Indy 500. He has a, a, 
an asphalt company locally here in Indianapolis. It's called the Harding Group. And uh, and on Carb Day, he has a big party out here at the, at the Speedway. And it's about 3,500 to 4,000 clients, customers, employees, that sort of thing. And so uh, uh, he's had that for several years. And, and, uh, and so um, he has... IndyCar drivers from the past and the present come in and, and speak to the crowd. And so in 2016, I was able to meet him. I was one of his speakers at, uh, at his party there, and, and, uh, and we just instantly hit it off. It was just, uh, you know, uh, it was a great day. And, and, uh, and then he, uh, he tells me in, in, uh, at the fall of 16, he says, I want to start a race team. <laughs> and I go, Mike, are you sure you want to do that? And he, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, he ran the Indy 500 in 2017 with Gabby, and I was consulting with him then. And and uh, and it really, if we made it through the 17 500, then we were going to go to Texas, and if we made it through Texas. Then we would go to Pocono, and and uh, and when I say make it through it, that means no crashing. Right. If we didn't get in any crashes, then uh, then we would go to the next event. And so, you know, the kind of the way I saw it, he was he was putting his toe in the water to see how warm it was, and uh, he truly enjoyed it. The team truly enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Gabby, you know, we we had a ninth place finish at Indy. We went to Texas and ran fifth, and then uh, and then we went to Pocono and we qualified eighth. We didn't have a good setup on the car for for race day and ended up fifteenth. But uh, but all in all, he had a good good uh, good feel for it, and so he wanted to start the race team. and And I said, okay, let's go for it, and uh, and here we are. You know, in the previous segment, we were talking about what happened at Dover last night with uh, Noah Gregson, young driver, uh, making not the smartest move late in the race and getting himself caught up in a wreck. Uh, now, you're you're working with Gabby really closely. Is there a situation that have you've uncovered or maybe maybe in your early career where somebody came over the radio and tried to slow you down or gave you words that kind of made you take a second to just say, whoa, whoa, I better rethink this? <laughs> Actually, from the from the moment I started working with Gabby, um, it's shown right away. He's got just raw talent on feeling the car. His feedback uh, from what the car is doing is spot on. And then in the races, he shows extreme patience. He has he's he's 24 years old, but he's out there driving like a 35 year old driver like a veteran and 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 so uh, you know quite honestly every time I, I i see him doing something on the track and i go to push the button to talk to him he's already doing what i'm going to suggest so um he's been just fantastic to work with and uh you know kind of what i've tried to do is 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 share with him and try to have the words for him that my dad had for me and my uncle Bobby had for me. And then when I drove for Penske, Rick Mears was there and, and uh, Rick Mears would give me advice and, and so on. And, and so 
I've tried to take that and and I share that with Gabby. And and as far as driving, he's just spot on. And and there's nothing really that I've been able to tell him to make it better. You know, I think it was kind of cool that he a couple years ago he raced a uh, USAC midget at the Speedrome. And it yep. was good seeing a, a, an open wheel kid like that with a road racing background, you know, take, try that out. And you're one of the last guys, well, there's Tony Stewart too. And, and, and Kyle Larson, those guys, but that, that pretty much drove everything. You drove sprint, sprint cars with a wing, without a wing, you know, IMSA cars and, and right. whatnot. Right. Is, is that something missing with a lot of the, are, are the, the kids coming up, they're getting a lot of seat time and go-karts and coming up through the sum of the series, but would that help them out? Do you, do you think? I um, I really don't know. You know, a, a, a great race car driver, he can step into anything, and in very short time, he's able to adapt to the car and get the most out of the car. And uh, you know, I think that comes naturally. You know, uh, so so for somebody to to come up. Uh, the the, the 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 one that comes to my mind is let's say Sam Hornish. Okay, Sam Hornish and Danica Patrick, they came up in Formula Fords and so on and stayed road racing kind of thing. And uh, you know, I don't think it hurt them by by not going into sprint cars or anything like that. You know, I I just think they missed a whole lot of fun. <laughs> you know, that's the way I kinda look at it. And so uh, you know, when, when Gabby drove that midget, I think he truly enjoyed it. We've talked about it, and, and he went, yeah, it was it was just a heck of a lot of fun. And so, um, you know, for, for the drivers who don't do it, they're just missing out. That's all. If I recall right, your first oval win was at Milwaukee in 1990. Uh, coming in, into ovals and that, it, it took you a bit to – went on an oval was that just a situation of, of luck or, or whatnot at that time quite honestly i i used to think about it a lot steve you know going when am i going to win an oval and and uh really what it it came down to was we ran more road course races than we did ovals and so uh, the ovals i think we had probably five or six during the year and the rest, you know, 10, 12 races was all road course racing. And so I just think it was where we were, where we were at and what we were doing, you know. So, uh, yeah. Talking to uh, Alan Lister Jr. in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, of course, you know, the month of May, uh, of course, is you got the Indianapolis Grand Prix coming up here uh, next weekend. And, of course, at the end of the month, the Indianapolis 500. But another event that Al and I will both be at will be the SVRE Invitational with the Pro-Am. And uh, t- yeah. tell the fans about that a little bit. I truly enjoy it. <laughs> Excuse me. I truly enjoy running the, the SVRA event. It, uh, I'm able to get into some cars that were a little bit before my time, you know, uh, late 60s, early 70s, Trans Am cars. And, and so they're vintage now. And, and uh I get out there and I have a great time. You know, the, the, the one thing that they don't have is brakes. Okay. <laughs> they, they don't have very good brakes. They've, they've got them, but they're not very good. And so, um, they've got a lot of power to them and that sort of thing. And, and so you really have to take care of yourself out there. And, and then of course you're driving a vintage car, so you need to take care of the car itself, you know? And, and so, 
we get out there. We have a lot of fun. I, I, I had so much fun in it in the, in the few years that, it, that I did it. I think we started in 14. And, uh, and so last year I talked my dad into coming out and getting in the SVRA event. And the first time I asked him, he goes, no way, da, da, da. And I go, dad, it's just too much fun. You got to do it. And, oh, okay. We'll give it a try. And so he ended up teaming up with, uh, Tony Perella, who is the head of, of mm-hmm. SVRA. And, um, uh, and he went out there, he had a great time. Um, unfortunately he's, he's, he's got some, some scheduling conflicts that's going to stop him from doing it this year, but he might be back next. I mean, it's just a great time to get out there and, and race, you know, Willie T ribs. We, we had a fantastic race last year. Davy Jones and I had a fantastic race. So, you know, it's a lot of fun to get out there and, and, and run with the, the old guys, I guess. <laughs> that, of course, is uh, June 13th and 17th at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the 2018 Brickyard Vintage Racing Invitational. One guy who's really taken to this is Paul Tracy. And I remember, I think, Paul Tracy, I think it was Jimmy Vassar he was telling to, talking to. He says, you guys don't realize how serious some of us take this. <laughs> Well, sometimes they take it a little too serious. Yes. You know, I mean, uh, they they got to realize that, that this is, this is uh, you know, it's yes, it is a race, but it's a vintage race. It's it's to get out there and have fun and, and you know, connect with the car owner because it's a pro-am. Mm-hmm. And the amateur is the car owner. And so, you know, He's doing it because he wants to share his car with Paul Tracy and and Jimmy Vassar and and Peter Clute is who I drive with. He, you know, they, they want to share it with us. And so, you know, the the most important thing we got to do is bring it home without any scratches on it. That's uh, certainly, and Tony would appreciate that too, Tony Perella. Yeah. So we, well, we yeah, certainly he has to pay for it when it's <laughs> crashed. So Tony does appreciate that. Well. Uh, Al, we certainly appreciate you joining the final inspection show and look forward to seeing you uh, coming up here at Road America in June or maybe down in Indianapolis yeah, in the yeah. next few weeks. We'll and- be, yep, we'll be up there in, uh, for the Road America race. And I honestly, I think it's fantastic that the Indy cars are back running Road America up at Elkhart. And uh, it was one of my most favorite times of the year when I was racing. And, and so I'm, I'm glad to see they're back. All right, thanks. That was Al Inter Jr. joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking for a simple and convenient pre-approval process for your new home construction or renovation loan, call Great Midwest Bank, committed to providing uniquely tailored common-sense mortgage products since 1935. Coming up next, we'll talk a little more NASCAR on the Final Inspection Show. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, welcome back to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. Make sure to check out greatlakesdragway.com for all their specials and upcoming events. And also, I'd like to thank David Hobbs Honda for coming on board. Get your sunscreen and get out to Great Lakes and drive there in your new Honda from David Hobbs. There you go. See? Yeah, that works out. Absolutely. Everybody wins. Such a great day, man. I would love to be at the track it right now. It is a beautiful day. I know. 
It's a clear sky. We don't get too many of those in Wisconsin. No, no. And instead of watching cars race, I'm, I'm staring at you. Oh, boy. Poor guy. <laughs> um, not to be a bearer of bad news, but um, <clears throat> the ratings for Talladega, which you would think would be pretty stellar. You're not so good. Uh, not so good. Uh, Joey Logano's win ranks the lowest rated edition of the race in more than 20 years. See, everybody the, hates him. And the least watched <laughs> since at least 2001. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a shame. That's a shame. And honestly, what did you think as soon as that race was over? Because I thought, boring. Yeah. Um, the I tell you what, that ARCA race was fantastic. ARCA was fantastic. I mean, that was literally a photo finish. Yes. <laughs> the transponders had it as dead, dead heat. Dead heat, yeah. They yeah. had to go actually look at it. And I'm we're talking, what, two, three inches, if that? Yeah. Yeah, it came down to, what, the 10,000th I mean, of a second? Yeah, that's that's when you wish you had one of those extended bumper extenders or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know. It's just... Well, and, and, and we come to Dover, and they expect this race to last uh, four and a half hours. Yeah, that's not good. And they shortened it. DW this morning was talking about when this thing used to last six, six and a half hours. They'd start the thing at noon, and end up, uh, it would end at sometimes after six. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's way too it long. It used to be 500 laps. <laughs> I know. I know, and they were Dover is a four hundred, but this this is one that, that should be a five hundred k. So it should be three three hundred seventeen laps. I think would be much better. We just gotta hope that the race tomorrow is as entertaining as the race was last night. Yeah, so that, we'll have to we'll have to see. We only got ninety laps to go here in the Xfinity Series. Allgaier is leading point leader Elliot Sadler. There you go. Tell you what, let's take a break now. Start the top of the hour with a sports flash, and then when we when we return on the final inspection show, we'll be talking with Formula One expert David Hobbs next on the final inspection show. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary GreatLakesDragway.com. Make sure to check out GreatLakesDragway.com for all their latest news and things to do out there. Make sure to get your motorcycle out there too for the big ride for the celebrating harley davidson's 115th year anniversary and the best of all it doesn't have to be a harley to get on the track and I'd also like to thank david hobbs honda for coming on board david hobbs honda 6100 north green bay road make sure check out david hobbs they'll put you in a honda in fact joining us on the great midwest bank hotline it is david hobbs welcome to the show david David Hobbs, his own self. How lucky can you be, Steve Zocchi, to be speaking to me on a Saturday afternoon? I just, I, I, I feel so blessed to be it's talking. Almost beyond belief. It really is, almost as unbelievable as two Red Bull cars getting together in, in the Azerbaijan <laughs> Grand Prix. I must say, I, 
I had to chuckle when I saw that happen. Um, and I knew that Oliver Stappen was going to get all the blame <laughs> because <laughs> it's not the first time he's sort of pulled off a little bit of a move like that. Although when I saw the replay, I don't know, it, it, it really was a bit of a racing incident. I mean, um, Ricardo tried his best to get by. He got by once. Then on the pit stop, somehow Verstappen got in front of him again, which must have driven Ricardo nuts. And uh, I thought his move was a bit late, and he tried to sell him a dummy by going on the outside and then moved to the inside, and, and Verstappen didn't move much. But, of course, once he moved right into the front of Ricardo's car, Ricardo lost all his front downforce. <laughs> so the front locked up and straight in the back of him. I mean, wouldn't you like to have been a fly on the wall in the, <laughs> in the, in the motorhome after that race? I mean, good God. So... Very unfortunate for Red Bull. They've been looking strong this year. They are strong. Um, and, you know, in spite of the fact that the Renault engine gets a lot of flack about being down on power on the Mercedes and the Ferrari, the fact is that it's, uh, Baku there with that massive long straight, mile and a half, flat out, I mean, they were holding their own very well. So, um, yeah, they must be pretty upset about that. And obviously, they'll just have to reset. Forget it all, put it behind you, and most drivers have to put it behind them and the team and get on with the job next week in Barcelona. Yeah, it certainly was interesting because you think in a, with the circumstances that all unfolded, you, you think it would have been like more of an upset winner, but here was Lewis Hamilton that gets the win that was basically handed the win. Well, he was, um, uh, and I have to say that – in my years of watching Formula One, and of course I've, I've commentated on every one of Hamilton's races until this year, um, I have always been impressed with him. And he's also had a few races taken away from him. Abu Dhabi springs to mind in like 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Hungary in about the same time, 2008, 2009. He's, he's lost a few. And of course, but the old story about you make your own luck and all those other cliches, the fact is that he was pretty close to the front and um, and managed to hang in there because he was poor old Valtteri Bottas or Bottas as they call him was very unlucky to have that flat tyre right on the last lap but one and of course people are giving Vettel flack for outbreaking himself down into turn one but I mean hey that's what racing is all about I mean you've got to take risks you've got to calculate the risk and um, and go for it otherwise you're never going to win and um Unfortunately for him, it just went wrong. And um, to make, make matters even worse, Perez managed to draft by him on the, in the last couple of laps and take away another spot from him. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a bit of a lucky win for Lewis, but really, you know, he's... He, it's actually, as Toto Wolff, his boss, said, well, it really gives him back the win he should have had in Australia. I mean, mm-hmm. they made the balls up in Australia and... Um, and he lost the race when he absolutely had it covered for the entire race until they made that dreadful mistake in the pits. So um, I guess it's all swings and roundabouts, you know. It certainly what does. It's about. Well, and, and there were a couple impressive showings. You know, of course, he had Renault with Carlos Sainz Jr. finishing fifth. Of course, Sergio Perez getting on the podium. But another driver who's been showing some speed of late is Charles Leclerc, who for Sauber, who was what the wasn't he F two champion last year and has been winning championships all the way up the ladder, hasn't he? Well he's like 
he's like um, uh, Lewis Hamilton, Nico Hulkenberg, uh, uh, Nico Rosberg, uh, all those guys, you know, whatever they went into, starting with go-karts and then into Formula 3, Formula 2, GP2. I mean, those guys all absolutely cleaned up their respective series, usually within one year. Um, and uh, Charles Leclerc was the same. I mean, he just cleaned up big time last year in GP2, had some fantastic races. Um, and he did not get off to the start. I thought he would this year. He definitely was. I mean, he was being beaten by Ericsson, his teammate, which is not very, very... You know, Eric's is not one of the top guys out there by any means. Right. And But old Charles Leclerc seemed to get his act together at Baku and, and I mean, did an absolutely outstanding job to, to get points and, um, you know, big points. Um, so he had a great day. He's They're, they're a bit doubtful about uh, Barcelona. They think that um, they took a lot of the downforce off at Baku. They reckon when they have to put the downforce back on for Barcelona next week, they're not going to be quite so lucky. But nevertheless... It gave him a tremendous shot in the arm just when he needed it. Is he, is he someone we could see in one of the bigger teams next year? Uh, well, he's a Ferrari uh, boy, um, so I guess they've got first dibs on him. But yes, I would expect to see Leclerc in a top team within one or two years at the most. I, I really would, mm -hmm. for sure. Because I think Rakinen is... Has one more year, or is this his final year? I know that he re-upped. I'm trying to remember. Well, they now. keep on, they keep on saying this is his final year. I mean, I hope it is his final year. I mean, he's good, but I don't think he's any longer great. And of course, he's just right. making money out. I mean, he's getting paid big bucks, you know, over twenty million a year, uh, and he's just taking good money away from the team that they should be putting into a young kid like Leclerc and, and building him up. So, um, I'm hoping that. Um, and not that I want to see Kimi Raikkonen go. I mean, there's nothing right. wrong with him. But he's just, you know, I mean, he's just you know, past his sell-by date. And uh, we need some young blood in there. And there's a lot of good young blood around. Because there's this Lando Norris, another Englishman, and a George Russell, who's another Brit. These guys are unbelievably quick. And um, they need to get up out of uh, GP2, or F2 as it's called now, and get into a Formula 1 car. But, of course, they can't get there as long as the older guys just keep hanging on. Yeah, it'd be, it would be kind of neat to see Mercedes or, or do, have like a junior team like the, you know, the Red Bull does, or what some well, people call Ferrari, you know, the what keep, they call Haas. Well, yeah. Even though I it's mean, not really a... keep saying now that the most, likely, the most likely candidate for that job is going to be the Williams team. Um, Paddy Lowe, who's the technical director didn't seem to be thinking that was a great idea. He didn't want to be a junior team. He wants his own team and do well. But they have been kind of um, sucking wind lately, and uh, they probably need to take a bit of a step forward. Well, both of their drivers, you know, you know, are paying for the ride. So I mean, they they're they're kind of in a one of those financial situations where they're you know they they're not really a master of their boat, you know, so to speak. No, uh, you're right. Uh, I'm not a big fan of all this paying driver stuff, but I think that Sorokin is actually genuinely pretty good. Lawrence Stroll, Lance Stroll, sorry, is, um, I don't know. I mean, he had a great run in uh, in Baku last year. Uh, he had a couple of good runs last year. I thought he did very well in his own race, the Canadian race. Mm -hmm. um, so he's probably got, you know, pretty good talent. 
But the thing is, when your dad's coughing up $30 million, uh, it's tough for a team to turn that down. Um, so, you know, you can kind of... Sorotkin is also bringing a lot of money, but at least it doesn't come from him. It comes from other backers. Because sometimes from those Russian backers, you wonder just where it is coming from. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so... The Williams team has got quite a long way to go, and uh, I don't know how long Sorokin and Stroll will be around, really. It should be interesting to see. We're talking with David David Hobbs on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. And, of course, David, your book came out a couple months ago, and you're this is, a, this is the time of book signings. You're actually doing a book signing on, uh, was it next Thursday, in Vero Beach. But uh, you'll be also making an appearance at Indianapolis, a couple of them, in fact. Yes, uh, the name of the book is Hobbo, Motor Racer to Motor Mouth, and um, it's selling actually pretty well. Um, I saw on an Amazon, I got an email from Amazon today because they send me emails every day because I'm a Prime member. So, And I saw that it was uh, the number one news seller, whatever that meant. Um, and uh, But I believe that they've almost run out. Um the wholesaler over here, who's based in Minneapolis, told me the other day that they're running very, very short. So we're having a reprint done at the moment in the in Europe. They're printing another 5,000 books, which will be arriving here in the States in the middle of the summer. But, um, yeah, it seems to be selling pretty well. We've got, the, as you say, we have the book signing at the Vero Beach Book Center on next Thursday, the 10th. Then my next signing will be with you, yours absolutely truly, Steve Zotk, at uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the day before the Indy 500 in the afternoon at the Memorabilia Hall. And then the week after that, I'm going to uh, New York and Connecticut. I'm signing in New York at uh, a club called the F1 Fanatics, and they're very excited about me going there. And then the, the next day is the uh, Greenwich, Connecticut, Concord d'Elegance, and I am both judging there and signing all weekend. So um, that should, uh, we should get rid of a few books there. And then, of course, we have a busy time at Road America coming up, do quite a bit of signing there, and, um, and other venues, Lime Rock later on in the year, Watkins Glen again in September, and hopefully Monterey out in California in August. So, yeah, um, it's going very well. I'm very happy with it, really. And uh, a lot of people who've read it have said it's a very, a very nice read. You know, when you when you write it yourself and you finish it, you kind of look at it and think, Ew, I don't know, is that any good, really? <laughs> um, but I've had a couple of people say to me, it's a very nice read, which of course is the important thing. And uh, very kind of you to mention it. Well, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you coming on the show. It should be a lot of fun down in Indianapolis, and uh, uh, the I, I believe this is going to be your first time being in Indianapolis race weekend since probably 1976. You're absolutely right. I mean, the whole family's going because being a Honda dealer, we we have special concessions and Honda are having a big, you know, having a big party down there. So we've got sweet tickets and all sorts of stuff. Courtesy of Honda and a decent hotel for the whole weekend and the police escort in on race day and stuff like that. And I'm quite looking forward to going to the race because as you say, the last time I went to Indianapolis was when I drove there in Salt Walters, terrible old McLaren, <laughs> in 1976. That's 
two years since I've been there. I can't believe it. And the irony of ironies, I love telling you this, was that Salt, old Salt was driving your car. You drove to a top five finish two years prior for Team McLaren. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You should have so, told uh, him, I want my old car back. <laughs> I want my, yeah. Well, the old car he gave me was pretty old, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that was the <laughs> falling out of gear on the pace lap and I thought this is not a good omen. And then they also have a water leak too, I think. And the, yeah, about I mean within two or three laps I was out because it <laughs> water was spraying out everywhere and it wouldn't stay in gear. So apart from that it was it was a great car. That's <laughs> yeah, it's not fun trying to keep a car in gear at two hundred miles an hour. No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> well David, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show. Look forward to chatting with you again and of course next week, uh Barcelona for the Spanish Grand Prix. Yeah, well thanks for asking and um Try to enjoy the uh, the show next week from Barcelona. It's not the same as it was when it was on NBCSN with us guys, but um, they're doing okay. And um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think the Formula One seasons, all all the racing this year is good. I think the IndyCar season is going to be terrific. And of course, IndyCar next year will be back, or not only be back, but it'll be on only on NBC, including the Indy 500. So um, I think that will help to perk. IndyCar racing up enormously in this country because the coverage will be infinitely better than what they've been getting over the last 10 or 15 years. Oh, that's right. One final question. Are you a Kentucky Derby person? Well, I'm not. I'm actually out at the mall at the moment, but I just heard your man talking about it, and we will have to get back to watch the Kentucky Derby. I mean, I thought I'd go there because it's an NBC property, and Mm -hmm. um, working all those years with NBC, I've thought well, we'll we'll get down there one of these years but we never have but uh we still are invited to go when we're ready so but i do want to go one of these days to, to go actually go to the derby interesting you know yeah. just so you know they don't run it on grass and they run it the other way no <laughs> <laughs> and they and there's no the and there's no bushes to jump over no <laughs> <laughs> oh well anyway it's very good to talk to you steve and um Thank you for having me on the show. Very good. Thank you, David. David Hobbs, of course, uh, from David Hobbs Honda, 6100 North Green Bay Avenue, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking for a simple and convenient pre-approval process for your new home construction or renovation loan, call Great Midwest Bank, committed to providing uniquely tailored common-sense mortgage products since 1935. Joining us next will be Eddie Lapine from the Racing Nation uh, website, talking more racing on the Final Inspection Show. Inspection show brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway and of course David Hobbs Honda. And joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Hey guys, how are you today? Pretty good. It's a beautiful day up here. We're finally getting some uh I don't want to call it Florida weather, but just good summer weather. Should be in the eighties, humidity ain't too bad, and uh 
not a cloud in the sky currently, so perfect day to mow that brown lawn that's still in frozen dormant from uh, <laughs> the snow we had a couple weeks ago and uh, get out there and do some weeding and whatnot. So. Well, I don't know if I can fill David Hobbs' shoes today. Yeah, uh, you'll be okay. About. Yeah, it's been a fun show. We had Alan Sir Jr. on too in the first hour and uh, getting caught up in the world of NASCAR. Just a lot, a lot of fun today, and it's – Maybe because the sun's finally out in Wisconsin. Maybe that helps. Yeah, now we oh. can all start complaining about how hot it is. <laughs> especially especially yeah. in this studio right now. <laughs> We're all sitting here in our underwear. So, oh, I'm going to hold that thought. Down. Nah, it's <laughs> ugly. Yeah, the Kiss people next door are looking in and just shaking their heads. Hey, uh, we had a race this morning, didn't we, up in Spa. Spa Frankerchamps in Belgium, didn't we? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Fernando Alonso made his debut for Toyota in the first uh, World Endurance Championship race, getting prepared for Le Mans, and he won. What a surprise. Well, and this is this is kind of the, the I, I guess, the, the kind of the, I don't know, test run. A lot of teams use it for their, their test run, kind of the race to uh, get a good chance to test their cars for Le Mans, isn't it? Yes, and uh, I mean, I guess I should say Toyota's coming in highly, uh, I should say, uh, favored. Very to, much, uh, They yes. should dominate pretty much the season uh, after Porsche's departure last year. So, um, But, you know, you still have to run the race and you still have to win, as Toyota knows from last year. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> and in years past, but... Uh, it was good to see Fernando Alonso. It's basically his first ever win at Spa. Well, he won in Formula 3, but he never won a Formula 1 race there. So hmm. um, it was it was pretty uh, neat to see that. And uh, a lot of the other, you know, there's Ford won, Ford GT, Chip Ganassi's European uh, team won. So it was good for Ford GT winning over there today. Yeah, it's uh, of course, and then the, the news yesterday was Pietro Fittipaldi, who ran uh, the IndyCar race at uh, Phoenix for his debut, had an unfortunate uh, accident at El Rouge, where he hit a curb. The car got un, you know, kind of got unstable, and instead of turning uh, uh, right, it kind of went straight into the tire barrier, and unfortunately, must have kind of submarined under the tire barriers. Uh, heavy, heavy impact with the wall and broke uh, both of his legs. Unfortunate uh, situation for Pietro. Well, I would say, especially with his career, I mean, he's trying to do as much racing as he can. Um, they also had an incident, Harry Thickle, today in the other Ford GT car, uh, the one that Canaan was driving in with Harry, had an off in Eau Rouge, too, and totally destroyed that car as well. So, I mean, that is not a turn you really uh, – it is incredible, that corner. Oh, yeah, it, it, it's taken out a few drivers over the years. And I, I guess, I guess, yeah, it, it's a bad situation, but it's not a, uh, a, it's not a worse situation, I guess, if that makes sense. Uh Given the doctor's verdict, it'll take about eight weeks to recover. 
Uh, Fittipaldi is due to miss uh, three of his planned IndyCar races. Next week's Indianapolis Grand Prix on the IMS Road Course, the Indy 500, which occurs two weeks after that, and then the Texas Motor Speedway race, second weekend in June. And uh, Dale Coyne Racing, who he races for, is looking for a replacement. It'll be interesting to see who they who they get to for that ride, which uh, last year uh, would have been, I think, uh, James Davison was in that car and drove a heck of a race and was running uh, top five most of the second half of the race. Um, but it's eight weeks to me with my very, very, very limited medical background means, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, he, he has fractures of both legs, but they're not, uh, the grizzly type that we used to see in IndyCar in the eighties and nineties where, you know, he was, you know, he's going to be out for a year and there's all massive well, rehab. I, so I totally think that, you know, a young kid like that's going to bounce back. I yes. Mean, we look at Sebastian four days accident and he's winning races again and you look at james hinchcliffe i mean these guys have been through some really bad crashes at indy and they were i mean very i mean life-threatening crashes mm-hmm. um so i think uh Diedro is gonna just bounce back i mean the youth is on his side and uh i don't think it's going to be any big curve in his uh driving career yeah. Well, some of the people that are mentioned uh, for the car possibly is, of course, 2012 uh, Indy Lights champion Tristan Valtier, uh from this motorsport.com uh, article. They also mentioned Matt Brabham, which I, I very talented kid uh, who actually won a race uh, last, a couple weeks ago in Long Beach in the Super uh, Stadium Truck Series. Uh, they mentioned Ryan Briscoe. That would be interesting. Uh, and then also... Uh, some of the other drivers they mentioned here, and no, I don't think that's uh, ain't, that ain't going to happen. But I would love to see Matthew Brabham in that car. I, that's uh, certainly, I think Brian, Ryan Briscoe would be the safest bet. You know, the safest one to get the car in the show, and 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 you know maybe finish the race. But I think you got more upside with Matthew Brabham. What do you think, Eddie? Well, I think you're right. I uh, you'd love to see Matthew get a. Uh, it's a good opportunity for him to maybe shine. You know, I mean, but, you know, it, bottom line is that money will play an influence on who's in the car. Uh, so, I mean, we'll just have to see what happens. And hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, Dale has a good run there, too, as well. Oh, and it's surprisingly, yeah, they have been. I mean, I was remarking to a buddy a couple of weeks ago, you know, who, who would have thought 15, 20 years ago that we would be thinking as Dale Coyne Racing as one of the top teams in IndyCar? And that certainly occurs so, and with him and Sebastian Bourdais and, and, the, and the team he's put together. It's quite impressive to, to see where they were. Oh, it definitely is. And I, I think Bourdais and the whole revamp of the team and all the engineers. Craig Hampson guys, and that group, yeah, it's very strong. Well, exactly. You know, And I think it's really exciting to see Dale because you know, out of anybody – he just puts his heart and soul in it, and, it, and a lot of it's his own money, or most of it's his own money. Yeah, so this this is a small team. Yeah, this is a guy that we saw, and I think you were probably there about circa about 1984-85 when he was driving that old Eagle, and then uh, later also had a Lola with a single stock box Chevy. He was one of the last guys running a stock box Chevy in IndyCar. 
I tell you what, let's take a break here, Eddie, and uh, why don't you stay on the phone? We'll talk to you uh, when we come back on the final inspection, inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. <laughs> Inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and, of course, David Hobbs Honda. Full, full afternoon at the fan. Yeah, it sure is. I've uh, been doing the show since 6 a.m. and then uh, at 5 o'clock tonight, we got the uh, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show, a little Brewers pregame show that uh, for the first time ever, they're letting me do. Very good. Looking forward to it. And we've got uh, Steve Zaki. Uh, Hashtag legend. He will uh, participate on the round table. So you will definitely want to tune into that. Once again, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's been a, it's been about a year since I've been on one of these, but I'm looking forward to it. Rough, rough uh, night last night for the Brewers. Yeah, you know, oops. But, you know, they, they've they been playing well, and, you know, they had a rare rough outing by Junior Guerra. Uh, they'll bounce back. It's a stronger team since Drake is gone. Hate the Drake. No, but we'll talk about that at five. All right, very good. And joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Eddie, what's the latest at uh, Racing Nation? Well, we're going to be talking. Well, first of all, Roman Dumas is uh, that we posted a story about his electric personality. He is going to be attempting to race the 24-hour Le Mans for Porsche in the GT class this year. And the following week, he's taking the Volkswagen electric car to Pikes Peak for the first time. And the following week, he'll be at Watkins Glen running the six-hour race for Core Motorsports, which he ran at Daytona, and they won class there at the 24-hour race. So uh, it's it's a very interesting take. Check the story out. Uh, me and Jack Webster put it together. I uh, interviewed Roman uh, last weekend, and uh, it's pretty cool. A lot of drivers just don't get out of the box, and this Volkswagen deal, as I know you guys laughed about me a few years ago when I went to the first <laughs> Formula E race. Yes, we did. You laughed, and you ridiculed me, mm-hmm. and here I'm to say that Volkswagen is here to play. And they're going to make a statement with this project. And uh, as I told you, three years ago they were going to do that, and here it is coming true. What do you think about that, gentlemen? Well, it's a good thing they don't check emissions for Formula E, I guess is what I can say, right? Well, that Lapine crystal ball seems to be working fine. Eddie, who you got in the Derby today? <laughs> Let's see oh, if that's... I could get rich since your premonitions are always on point here. What a why don't you why don't you throw a curveball at me? I, I I have not. All I can say is I'm gonna go with mint julep. <laughs> mint julep. Times okay? ten. Times ten. That's, That's a good bet. Because because mint julep is gonna be heavily drank today there. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with the mint julep. All right. Are are you gonna be wearing a big hat? Um, if I had a bunch of those mint juleps, I think I would wear a big hat. <laughs> Nice, nice. What's the but, latest from uh, Mid-Ohio? Yeah, Mid-Ohio's going on, and uh, Helio Castro-Nevis uh, put it on pole, and uh, the Penske's 
are looking in rare form there. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting race. It's live tomorrow on FX Fox 2 at 1 o'clock. And uh, it should be a – I think this could maybe be the breakout for Penske. Um, this is their, you know, Honda's home track there. And uh, Helio is looking pretty good. Yeah, it is. And, of course, Jack Webster, your partner, is also there uh, shooting. So make sure you check out his work uh, coming up later today, or I should say this weekend and on Monday at RacingNation.com. Oh, and, and cutting back to the Kentucky Derby, I'm taking Vino Rosso as my pick. All right. The Italian horse. See? Uh, I'm going with my boy, Jack. Okay. So that that's my pick, and, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. We'll take Oh, that's my pick. We'll, we'll, we'll be doing more predictions coming up on the final inspection show. Absolutely. With those that are behind the wheel of the car, not holding on to reins. But, you know, you could sit there and, you know, we'll pencil you in for Kyle Larson since he's on the pole. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll find out who everybody else takes. But I digress. I digress <laughs> going back to mid-Ohio. And uh, this is kind of considered a Honda track, so it, I think they would be pretty uh, ecstatic if the Acura prototype uh, came across the finish line first. Eddie. Well, I would say so. Yeah, I think, you know, Penske, I, I thought the last race they would break out at Long Beach, but, you know, I mean, it, it, it's going to be a very interesting race. I mean, mid-Ohio... You know, Helio and Montoya have a lot of laps around that track, so it's not like they're, you know, their mm-hmm. first rodeo. So, and I think with this car, it's, it's you know, the, the team is getting together and they're working together well and they're getting closer and closer. And I think you're going to, it's going to reflect in tomorrow's race. On the GT side, of course, you know, we have Ford that's been dominating and we got the Corvettes and the Porsches and BMW. BMW actually showed a little bit of speed at Long Beach. Uh, what can we? What are what are we looking from the the GT side of the field? Well, BMW uh, got the pole. Very good. I was at Ohio, so I guess that answers your question about a little more speed at uh, Long Beach. Uh, John Edwards put it on the pole and the, the the Ray Hall Letterman effort. So again, that's another track where you know Ray Hall Letterman. Bobby Rahal has plenty of laps, you know, the team, and they do a lot of testing there. So I think you're going to see BMW run very well there tomorrow as well. It will be interesting to see if they would get their first win of the year uh, in the GT series. And how much is it now? It's interesting. The interesting dynamic in the GT field, of course, is the Corvettes and the um, Fords. With the Lamar coming up now, it's interesting with with the the Ganassi team because they have a two car American team and then a two car European team. And you mentioned two, the two car European team, which ran in uh, Spa Francochamps earlier today. And then we have the the two teams, the U.S. team. How does that work with uh, with the Lamar when when they go to Lamar and and how how do they kind of weave everybody together? Well, I think. I mean, they're all professionals, and they all want to do well for the team. And, you know, Chip has done that with running four Indy cars. So, I mean, he has the right people in charge. And the drivers, you know, everybody wants to win, there's no doubt. But, uh, you know, they know what the grand scheme, Ford wants to go there and, and win. And that's why, I mean, Tony Kanan's coming 
to run Lamar this year. That should be fun. Ford Chip, he's mm-hmm. coming back, you know, after leaving Chip Ganassi. Ford wanted him back. So, I mean, that's, that's how it works. You know, he left Chip to go drive for AJ, and now he's uh, uh, he was at Spa today, which hmm. their race was shortened, but he'll be at Lamar for Ford and Chip. So, that's how, you know, I mean, when – the manufacturers gel with the team owners and they all get on the same page and you know let's face it racing is about winning so they want to put the right people in place to win and that's what they do with the driver lineup as well as engineers and uh you know all the way down to the guys that are doing the tires is very important to the whole the whole dynamic of the the goal uh, we're we're going to be taking a break up, uh, taking a break here in just a moment. We're talking to Eddie Lapine and the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Before we go to break, though, I wanted to talk about a situation that happened yesterday at Dover. Uh, apparently, a NASCAR crew member has been suspended indefinitely following an arrest after an altercation with a NASCAR Xfinity uh, Series team owner uh, yesterday morning uh, at Dover, according to, to the police report. Uh, Lawrence Hayden was arrested uh, by Dover, Delaware police after breaking JP Motorsports co-owners Jerry Hathaway's jaw. The police report indicated the incident was over issues regarding Hayden's employment with Hathaway's team. So uh, the episode carried over into the area of the Speedway's truck series garage area. Uh, Hathaway was examined at the truck's fan care uh, at the fan care center before being transported to Bay Health Kent. General Hospital for treatment of his injuries. The crew member, Hayden, has been indefinitely suspended from NASCAR following his arrest. NASCAR will continue working with local law enforcement and will have no further comment at this time, according to a NASCAR spokesman said uh, earlier this morning. Uh, I would uh, guess if you have a disagreement, uh, uh, the way to solve it would not be breaking the the car owner's uh, jaw jeff Orlowski, what do you think you know it's probably not the most advisable solution to your problems um i can't imagine he's about to sign any kind of extension with that <laughs> team so you know uh there's probably a couple be- better ways to go about it i tell you what let's take a break and then when we come back in the final inspection show we'll be making predictions for this weekend's racing Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. Make sure you check out greatlakesdragway.com for all their latest happenings and events coming up. And, of course, the Memorial Day Classics with all the old vintage dragsters. Make sure you get out to Great Lakes Dragway. Great racing. And what else, Jeff? Fantastic food. Greatlakesdragway.com. I'd also like to thank David Hobbs Honda. Make sure you check them out, 6100 North Green Bay Avenue. They'll put you in a Honda or a nice used car. So check out DavidHobbsHonda.com for the latest at David Hobbs. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. We talked a little bit about uh, with this with earlier with David with David Hobbs, of course, but we also w- wanted to bring it up uh, 
with Eddie, which was the Max Verstappen incident at uh, the Baku Grand Prix. What's your opinion well, on that? I think it was funny that Wall Street Journal even picked it up this week with a headline, uh, we're sorry we wrecked our $15 million cars. Um, <laughs> story went down to say, in a nutshell, that Christian Horner, the the guy that runs Red Bull, made the drivers fly to the factory and get up in front of all the workers and engineers that work at the factory and apologize for what they did that weekend. I found it uh, just I think something like that needed to happen. Um, you know, I mean, I know David, you know, I mean, Max is going to, is getting a bad rap. He's had a couple crashes and, and Ricardo was definitely faster than him last weekend. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, they, they should have worked together and I, I don't think you'll, you're not going to see that again because I think if it happens again and Max, Max has got to be on thread, very thin ice right now. Well, you know, they, they, they don't want to declare a number one or a number two driver. And it's, it's, you know, Christian Horner and, um, um, our German friend over there, I'll think of his name in just a second, uh, has been very adamant about not declaring a number one or a number two driver. And I, I think at this point, I, I wonder if they said in the, in that meeting, uh, you know, right now Ricardo's got the wins. Why don't we, Ricardo? If you're if you're leading, I want you. I want Ricardo to be the leader, unless Verstappen is visibly faster. I think that would be the easiest way. I was trying. Uh, the name I was thinking of was Helmut Marco. Uh, right. I was just going to correct you and tell you that, but <laughs> I waited. I knew you'd come up with it, but I think. Well, you know what? And Helmut Marco is Max Verstappen's agent, so. Uh, you know, I mean, he's the one that, you know, they, they want the kid. But, I mean, the thing is, is there's Pierre Gasly. I mean, these guys are just, they're waiting for mistakes like that. Right. And I think when Max got the ride and he, I mean, he won a race and he was up in the front row and he was running good. And now I think it's to the point now with the package that they changed with the aero package this year, it, with that change in that and the tires, I think what it's made is these drivers drive the cars yes. more than ever because you saw Vettel make a mistake on the restart thinking that he could, you know, pass them. These guys are trying – you're having to see these drivers drive the cars, which that's what Formula One needs to do. I mean, you saw Raikkonen make a little error in qualifying. He could have had the pole, but they're – if you don't think these guys are not on the edge, you're so wrong. They are on the edge. They make it look easy when you look at old footage of when the drivers were all over the track in in the 70s. Now these guys, G-force loads and the way the tires are and the arrow, they are on their edge. And you see these drivers, they're so close and so evenly matched you watch how they qualify. It's like two by two by two. Each team is like a tenth off of each other. So, I mean, it's it's amazing. They've done a good job, except for the roll hoop situation. I think uh, that's totally, 
wrong. Well, we'll, we'll, I think we'll be talking to that uh, in, 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 in another show, especially if IndyCar goes with this windscreen, which looks almost comical. But let's, let's, yeah, it, we're getting a little late other... on time, Eddie. Let's, uh, let's go talk okay. predictions. Uh, NASCAR's at Dover Cup Series tomorrow. Who, who do you like? I like uh, Kyle Busch. I think he's going to get back up there again and win. Kyle Busch. All right. I'm going to go with Eric Amarola this week. Eric Amarola? Yeah. He, right. He's I'm, got speed. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. He has to win one one of these days. Mm. So I'm okay. gonna go, let's go Kentucky Derby picks real quick. Who do you like, Eddie? I'm I, I'm going to go with Noble Indy. Noble Indy. I like, I like that. 30 to 1 odds. Okay, I like oh, that. Long shot. I'm going to take my boy Jack. My boy Jack, he also 30 30 to 1 odds. He's he's moved up a I'm lot. I'm not going to take Justify. Justify is the chalk pick at 3 to 1. I'm going to go Vino Rosso. Vino Rosso 12 to 1 picks. All right. Odds, I should say. All right, good picks. Good All luck right. everybody. Very good, Eddie. Thank you for joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking for a simple and convenient pre-approval process for your new home construction or renovation loan, call Great Midwest Bank, committed to providing uniquely tailored common-sense mortgage products since 1935. Make sure you tune in at 5 o'clock for the the Pella Windows what? Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Deck Show, built by Ozinga. All right. like to thank everybody for listening. I also thank Al Unser Jr. for joining the show, along with David Hobbs. You've been listening to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.